When your mother and I started seeing each other, I remember thinking a lot about that expression written in the stars. I'd always loved that expression. The idea that the universe had big plans, two strangers before they had even crossed paths. I remember thinking that's how it was for your mom and dad, written in the stars. I knew it wasn't like that for me and her. It was strange the way we came together. I knew that. And I was filled with doubt on our wedding day for many days after. But then the years went by and I realized it's okay. That yes, there are some love stories that are written in stars. There are other love stories, they're written together. Two people the universe had no plans for, writing their story in the stars together. That's pretty fantastic too, isn't it? I think Jerry and Dorothy made it, Kevin. I really do. <laughs> this is the strangest bachelor party in history. Oh, it's borderline off. Yeah. <laughs> Can the non-sober people have, like, a beer? <laughs> yeah, please. Please do. Okay. Welcome to This Is Us 2. It is a podcast dedicated to the show This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hello, everybody. How's it going? My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I would smoke that newlywed game that they that uh, they were playing between Kevin and Madison. No, you wouldn't. Oh, I I would smoke I would. that in a heartbeat. I would. You don't think I would do that? No, we've done this before. No, 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 no. So we play these games, <laughs> and I get all of it right. And in fact, mm. nobody can play these games with us because I rule. Oh, yeah, I no. rule at all of them. We with, rule when it comes as a to couple. You. Yeah, I'm, we do. So at, as such, I rule. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what, if I may, if I may, I have to play one thing, if, okay. you, if you don't mind. I, I'm I'm just going to come out and say it right now, and here it is. Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. Straight truth. Oh my goodness, As they Miggy. say in Breaking Bad, church. Church, yo. Church. <laughs> Miggy brought, bringing the heat just in this episode. sprinkle it all in. Oh, you've been missing Jack? I'm just going to be like Jack 2.0. Oh my, forget Jerry 2.0. Yeah. This is Miggy. John Huertas bringing the heat, coming down from the clouds. Silver Fox. Oh, yeah, right? Right? Definitely. So, do you have a story to share? Yeah, I do. Um, it, it's not one necessarily that like it's 100% related to this, 
so much as like, you know, everybody thinks of bachelor and bachelorette parties as this wild escapade where Mine you was. go. Um, you. I almost kind of fight. Yeah, yours was wild, but in a different dorky way. Uh, Singing Proud Mary on stage. And wearing a band hat. and a giant plume. <laughs> Big wheel, keep on turning. Um, my, yeah. And I have been to those bachelor parties that are like crazy. And I didn't like them. I, I, in fact, I hated, I hated them. Like they were okay because I was hanging with my idiot high school friends or whatever. But like... My bachelor party was very much like this. Yes, it was. It was very much like this. It was. We went to a Red Sox game. We came home. We we we, we drank beers and swam in the pool. That's it. That's all we did. <laughs> to your house. It wasn't even like a hotel. Like you literally yeah, we went, went to. A Red we went Sox. to my dad's house. Yes. and swam in the pool. <laughs> I think we may have grilled so some cute. burgers and we drank beers and that's it. Yeah. And we just talked. Cute. We just talked and had a good time and it was me and it was small too. It wasn't big. It was And you were the first of them to of them all to get married. I was. Yeah, I yeah. was. So I, I So it's I, not even like we can compare it to all these guys sitting by the fire being older. Like you were still what? 27? Uh, I was 26. Yeah. I was 26. And uh, like my dad was at my bachelor party, my uncle uh, you know, a couple of my friends and it was, it was just very small and it was intimate and, uh, you know, as lame as it was, it, it was, was exactly what I wanted for yeah. me. Uh, and we, we had just had a good time. And, uh, but I, when everyone was joking about, oh, this is the lamest bachelor party ever. And it like, it kind of is, but it was, but those it was, are special. It's nice. Those are special. I remember those things, you know, I remember having that. And, and as a second story, Ooh, 2.0 continues you the know theme. What? I'll, I'll continue the Jerry 2.0. Here okay. we go. I'm going to contend that Tom Cruise sing. <sighs> hold on. Tom Cruise. He's my least favorite person. Tom Cruise singing Free Fallen in Jerry Maguire is one of the best cinematic moments in history. You know history. what? I'll watch it tonight and I will tell you if I agree or not. Maybe I can put my I hate Tom Cruise aside. <laughs> And he's just excited and he's happy and he's looking to do anything. He's looking to find anything to just rock out to on the radio. And he, and he I've just, never liked him. And then when he went loopy. Yeah, when he went crazy with Oprah and then he did the whole jump out on the couch thing. and Scientology stuff. The Scientology things. Is, I mean, hey, you know, I'm never going to judge anybody for what they believe in. That's cool. That's that's great. But it's just like, it's a, it's a little weird. He's a little, he's a little weird. I'm a little weird. You are, you are a little weird. My fight was because some girl was trying to steal my band hat off of my head in a bar. <laughs> you can't touch that. You classy broad over here. She's like, give me your band hat. No, it's mine. It says bride. Get away from me. She tried to take it from you. She did. And then you were having none of that. Well, I'm like six foot tall. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, you know what? I'll, I'll save. I'll save the question for Thanks. you for later. Thank you. Blake. Uh, yeah. So okay. That's, so that's before my story. we delve into this episode, we want to remind you all that you can find Blake and myself on all sorts of social media. We were on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, just by searching Mary and Blake. I know you'd think like, really, such simple names. Can I search you and find you? Yes, you can. And we actually <laughs> want to let you know that we have an exclusive. Facebook community. Once again, just search Mary and Blake, click groups. 
we want you to be in there. We also would love for you to go to MarianBlake.com to check out all of our podcasts. And because the sad news is that This Is Us is ending uh, next week for the season. So if you want to hang on out with us, we're tackling a couple of new things coming on up. Um, the Last Kingdom will be starting in the summertime with us as we just catch up and, and binge the heck out of that. Yep. But we're working on a lot of other projects. So keep your eyes there. And also, if this has brought you some joy this year, if you're like, these peeps have made me laugh. Please, please head on over to jointhenerdclan.com, where for as little as $2 a month, you can continue to keep this mom-and-pop podcast shop going. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Blake, would you mind telling me some of the details? Because I'm so excited about one of them. Absolutely, Marvin. This one was entitled Jerry 2.0. That is a reference to what Uncle Nicky says to Kevin when he says, you're basically Jerry Maguire 2.0. You know what? I kind of wanted them for this title to just lean right into it. Just lean into it. Jerry Maguire 2.0. Instead of instead of like Jerry 2.0. Yeah. Uh, maybe it would have given it away a little bit i think maybe but i don't i don't i don't think so just give me the full thing i don't know why they changed it maybe it was a maybe it was a naming rights thing that could be it too hmm. that could be it as well i'm not sure the director i think this is what you're excited about i oh i, I totally am the director was milo ventimiglia that's right good old jack is the director of this episode. Jack directed it. That's right. And this is actually not the first episode of This Is Us he has directed. He also directed uh, Storybook Love as well, which was a great episode. And the writers were Elizabeth Berger and Isaac Aptaker, uh, co-showrunners with Dan Fogelman. Uh, Good piece of news for you. Elizabeth Berger and Isaac Aptaker, if you loved that show, How I Met Your Mother, they are actually writing the spinoff for Hulu, how I Met Your Father coming okay. up very soon as well, and uh, I never they have watched that show. Uh, I I was never a big How I Met Your Mother fan. Uh, I, I'm told that it was a great show except for the ending, though I hate, I hate. Like, I mean, how do you feel about it? I, no, no, I hate like saying that because. Yeah. You know, a lot of people do that do that for Lost. Agreed. Where it's like, oh, it's a great show, but the ending sucked, even though they never saw the, the show. So I'm not going to promote the fact that the ending was uh, apparently widely derided. Okay. But that's that. And uh, Elizabeth Berg and Isaac Aptaker have written uh, many episodes of This Is Us, This Is Us, including Pilgrim Rick, Jack Pearson Sung, Moon Shadow, Deja Vu, The Car, The Wedding, Nine Box, Her, The Pool Pot 2, The Cabin, There, and... Jerry 2.0. Love it. And that is that. Marvin, your lemonade rating. What do you got? I give this episode a solid 4.8. Not a fiver. Okay, I didn't have any tears, but sure did laugh. Thank you, Nikki. Wow, 4.8. I thought you were going to go higher with this one. I did too. And then I remembered a lot of things that I didn't like. (laughs) Okay. Love? Uh what, yeah. what what do you mean? I didn't love toy. Oh, okay. Well, let, let's we'll we'll get into that in a little Debbie bit. Debbie Downer. My lemonade rating is a four six. I'm gonna go for. I quite enjoyed this episode. That is a high number for you. It is. It is. And we need I, like the bell curve of what this means in relation to our normal rating. Yeah, here, you know that's a call out to the nerds right now. Let's do that. If we could get somebody that's listening to uh, give us all the ratings for all of the episodes that we do. I think that'd be kind of cool. Know what your average is. Know what the average is and whatever, what the low one is and what the high. I can tell you right now what the low one is. It's the the Duke episode back in like episode uh, uh, season one. Yes. That's the low. That's the guaranteed low. 
But I did love the drumming workout. Pound. That's true. That's good. And I, I would say the high for me. <laughs> you don't think that's good? You, know, you just did that class once with me. Oh, no, I hated it. But you liked it, so liked that's good the for you. Class. <laughs> you were so miserable. Mary, this sucks. <laughs> it, was just, it was just annoying. Um, it, but I would say that the best, the high watermark was either Memphis or Super Bowl Sunday, I think. Okay. I think. Anyway. So this is uh, a 4.6. But yeah, it's a 4.6 for me, and I like it because this is one of those, this is one of those sneaky episodes of This Is Us. Sneaky good. Sneaky good. Like it, it, it's not in your face good. It's not like out here with a with a big sign saying this is great, like Memphis. But it's sneaky good. Like it, it just it it's hits Miguel sneaky snack good. Yeah, it's like Miguel's sneaky good monologue at the end of this episode. Yeah, it's just like it ain't in your face, but it's really good, and you remember it. Yeah, um, and it's it, it just hits all the right notes. Okay, especially especially with Rebecca. I'm I'm in on the Rebecca part of this episode. Awesome. All right, you're GBG, Marvin. You're good. You're bad. And they're great. My good. Nikki. Nikki just coming out out with his puzzle saying, you're Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the lamest bachelor party I've ever been to. Just, <laughs> you're doing the right thing marrying her. <laughs> like, Wow. <laughs> COVID and living alone took away any filter on I, Uncle Nicky. I love, and I'm here for it to I, watch it. I love the fact that he brought up. He's like, you got room for my jigs, my new jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> and then he even says, like, this is why you're supposed to bring a puzzle. Um, my bad. Okay, I have like a bad that is just picky, but I need to get it off my chest. Rebecca's lip makeup in the final scene when she's talking to mm. Beth looks like she has a mustache. Like they just overlined where her like lip shadow would be because of her age mm -hmm. that it was so distracting. Like the makeup, whether it was the lighting, like maybe that's her normal older person makeup mm -hmm. and it's normally fine. But the lighting in this scene with it was very, very distracting for me. Um, but really, right, real bad was... The the women, the bachelorette party, talking and just airing all this laundry, Madison especially, oh, in yeah. front of her ex, yeah. who's obviously like a starving artist who is now allowing himself to be nude painted. So here she is just being like, oh yeah, my fancy fiance who's super famous. I don't think he really actually liked me. He actually ghosted me until he found out I was pregnant. Says this all, not just in front of family, yeah. but in front of a guy yeah, who's willing to be paid naked, painted mm. naked for money. Not great, Bob. You know what that guy can do? Hey, Us Weekly. Mm-hmm. Go straight People to magazine. it. Absolutely. Guess what? Guess what dirt I've got. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I used to date her. So you know this is cred you know, credible. Oh, man. Not great. No, Not that great. would be like some soap opera do, stuff. Do you want to know? Yeah, that would be some soap opera stuff. Uh, do you want to know what I thought <laughs> was going to happen when they said, oh, they, we're, we're going to paint him? I thought they literally were going to put paint Me on too. his body. Is that just like a Rhode Island thing? Uh, no. No. People paint other people's bodies elsewhere, right? When I was in the Key West, <laughs> there were okay. many a women that I saw painted. Yeah. Like when they said, we're going to paint him. Yeah. And what was the other thing she said? Like, we're going to, oh, and he's going to make us drinks. Yeah. I thought they were going to paint his body. As the, he was making drinks. 
Yeah. <laughs> like he was the canvas because that's what I've seen. I mean, I've seen obviously like people be painted as figures and models, yes, but yes. I'm glad that you and I were on the same page because it's like, ooh, what are they going to do? Like uh, a skyscape on his chest right? and like the Rocky Mountains down below. I just don't know it's going to happen. All I could picture when I, when I heard it was, you know, those pictures of like a cow with all the different cuts. Yeah. And they sh- that's all I could think of was like, they were just going to paint cuts on my, <laughs> my great is Mickey's redemption. I feel like Mickey's been having some moments, uh, too far and few in between. And he's just been kind of the babysitter for Rebecca. So she yeah. even calls that out in this episode. Like he's just been on top of me, making sure I take my meds, making sure I'm okay. And I liked that he got to kind of kick back as well. And we got to see him not just as Rebecca's caretaker, mm-hmm. but as this really caring wonderful individual who has great appreciation for inflatables and snacks <laughs> i'll you know what i'll uh I'll, I'll, I'll play it again y'all been sleeping on my boy miguel earl gray is a great variant of tea all right my good is um this episode was so well written not because it blew my doors off or whatever but because they centered most of the narrative around jerry Maguire. And then they played. Which I uh, haven't watched in a long oh, it's time. It's such a good film. I feel like everyone needs to watch Jerry Maguire, Maguire right now. Absolutely. Um, and they centered it on that. And not only that, they then took each character's natural response to that film and applied it to their life. Toby commented on the film in a way that he would because he's feeling those feelings right now. Uh, Nikki comments on that movie because he feels that way right now. And as we heard y- your boy Miggy saying at the beginning of this podcast, he comments on it in a way that he would because he feels that way. And then there's a whole other layer that happens here too. Jerry Maguire is one of those films I think that everybody has seen and most everybody loves. And they all have their own opinions on Jerry and Dorothy and who's going to, and if they would last and how they came together and is it right and whatever. We all have our own opinions about that film. In the ending of this episode, I think how things are left off, we take that feeling that we get from Jerry Maguire and place that on the ending of this episode. Madison's wearing makeup to bed. <laughs> in this picture. Okay, continue. Oh, goodness gracious. How to tell when the I'm hosts aren't listening. Feeling, the different feelings that they may have, <laughs> just like people left having different feelings. Jerry Maguire, yeah. movie that I haven't seen in a long time, so I can't really relate to it. Uh, then my bad for me. Thanks, Mary. Appreciate that. Oh, Good I'm job. just saying, for anybody who hasn't watched Jerry Maguire in a long time and has kind of forgotten the plot. I got you. I got you. I, I get it. I also don't like Renee Zellweger. Oh, really? No. See, that was going to be one of my inner outs. Well, outs. Well, no, you, you, we'll, we'll explain it later. Okay. Uh, the bad for me, it has nothing to do with this episode necessarily, but it was, I just hated Ooh. the freaking trailer. I hated that freaking trailer. You hate trailer. trailers. No, no. The, the trailer for this episode from the oh. last- it was so bait and switchy. It was so edited in such a way that it's like Kevin's hiding the phone from Madison and she catches him talking to so and like that doesn't happen at all in no. this episode. Yeah. It was so bait and switchy and it was such a a misleading trailer to create drama for the sake of it. So NBC. I know. Like, please just allow <laughs> 
your listener, allow your viewers <laughs> to just judge the show as it is. You know, like it could have been such a great trailer. The trailer editor needs to take a break. The guy's got to go. Maybe it's a gal. Or, or the gal. The whatever. Person. Whoever. Whoever Individual. it is. Individual. Girl, guy, whatevs. You, you got to go. Got to go. I don't like calling for people's jobs. Guys, guy or gal's got to go. The great for me, though, the great. Um, well, actually, you know, I have a sneaky good, too. I got a sneaky good. The sneaky good is the relationship between Beth and so good. Rebecca. So good. The, this episode. Blow us all away. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. You know what? I'm going to. Uh, That's all pl- I thought. I'm like, is Rebecca a Hamilton fan? Here comes the because she could have sung that <laughs> and probably had copyright issues. I yeah, it's true. I the, this how that relationship dynamic has worked. Whether it was Beth giving, I'm sorry, Rebecca giving Beth the courage to do uh, the internship when she was a kid, or when it was Be- uh, Rebecca giving Beth the courage to just go change the dancing. Uh, culture mm-hmm. uh, and and the ballet culture whatever but also on the other hand how beth gives rebecca that feeling of you're not just a patient you're not just a burden you're you I, we need you we need you to be what you're best at which is a great mother i think that was great but the great the great overall for me of course is again rebecca but how they kind of explain away rebecca's absence from the current storyline for the past, you know, uh, number of episodes. And we all know they took a break because Mandy Moore had, had, a, a had a baby, you know, and she needed maternity leave. So they did the right thing and they gave her the maternity leave. But they they kind of explained it away in terms of the show itself, which is, uh, you know, that she has been taking the medicine and it's been working and she has... Um, she has been keeping away and nobody's been like calling her or seeing her because they don't want to be a burden to her. They don't want her to feel like that they're too much. They just, they've been all keeping their distance. But now they're vaxxed and waxed and ready to go. (laughs) That needs to be a shirt. Vaxxed and waxed and ready Um, to go. I don't know if, no. (laughs) I think it needs to be a shirt. Oh my God. Needs to be a shirt. All right. Are you ready for some big three feedback? Sure, Blake. Let's do it. And we said... That's three. Big three? Big three! Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Sydney calling from Atlanta. Hey, Sydney. I just finished watching Jerry 2.0, and wow, is there a lot to unpack in this episode. So, first of all, every moment with Miguel and Rebecca just gives me life. It was amazing getting to have a piece of their backstory and that was just incredible. I mean, I need more of that. Maybe we'll get some flashbacks pretty soon. Second was, obviously, Randall and Beth are obviously always at my number one. They're my favorite couple on the show, and it just was nice to see that solid relationship. Kate and Toby are, like, falling apart. I think there's just future evidence that that's not happening, um, which is kind of sad, but also, I don't know, maybe Toby will get over it. Who knows? That was kind of like a D story. And then um, seeing Nikki talk about Sally and then look her up online Mm. and talk about how he wants his future. That was amazing. I just really hope that they explore that some more next season. But the real deal for me was all of this Kevin and Madison stuff. I've never really bought into them as a couple. 
I noticed that they use the word romance or romantic at least 50 times in this episode. Oh my and gosh. Their relationship has no romance. Anyway, I'm almost out of time, but those are my thoughts. Thanks. Well, Bye. Well, thank you, Sydney. I appreciate it. Of course, if you want to, uh, for those of you listeners uh, on the podcast app right now, if you want to leave a voicemail for Mary and I for This Is Us Too, you can just go to maryandblake.com, click on the contact button, you'll see a voicemail button, and then you'll be able to leave one right from your phone uh, or your computer right on there. You, we don't answer the phone. There's no ringing. It's just you leave a message for us. It's the best. It's perfect. Mary, your thoughts uh, on well, first, the no romance. Okay, so we, we talked about this. I want a little something. I don't need rumpy pumpy, but I need a little, you know, like I'm hungry for you. You burn for me. I burn for you. Yes. yes I need a little bit of that. But on the flip side, maybe Kevin's love language is more acts of service and quality time. That's, that's possible. Gift Sounds giving. like someone I know. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, it's me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, um, yeah, that's certainly possible. Uh, very interesting thought. Uh, and then, uh, you know what, Mary? I have to play this uh, just because I need to. Bam. I will say, that the Beth Randall kiss, though, with the lumberjack Ooh. boots. Ooh. See, I burned for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's an I burned for you. I played the Price is Right theme yep. because I called it. I called it. It... Uncle Nicky got married and he's getting married to Sally. It, it ain't a mystery. And it's it's no coincidence that I mean, he's in it California. It happened yet, so I don't it, think it's going to happen. Your, it's going to happen. Your humble bell yet. All, all, uh, no, no. Uh, the, the fact that he gets on the Google machine and looks, up, looks her up and just like, makes that jump. They ain't showing that for nothing. He's getting married to Sally, and I was right. It's guaranteed. I'm putting the Blake Larson Garantoss on. What happens if you're not right, Blake? Then you listeners get to decide what shame I have. Okay? Fair enough. All right, let's get to the next one. Hi there, Mary and Blake. I appreciate you so much. This is Tina Hawes Finley calling from Des Moines, Iowa. Hi, Tina. And uh, I liked this episode. I liked it at about a 4.65 level. Oh. It was kind of all over the place. Uh, to the hundreds. Like nice. the last episode was. Hundreds. But there were moments that I really liked. Um, Jerry 2.0, you know, when I heard that title, it was like, who the heck is Jerry? Who the heck is Jerry? You know? So <laughs> I'm glad that it ended up being Jerry Maguire. That was really cool. Right down to the the Cuba and Regina reference, which mm-hmm. is so perfect for Randall and Beth. Um I loved Mandy Moore in this episode. Who wouldn't love to have a mom like Mandy Moore at younger Beth's age and older Beth's age? I love those moments. And I have to say that my prediction all along is that Madison will be the one to pull the trigger. Um, So when things happened the way they did with Madison watching Kevin at the end of the episode, I just kind of went, yay, this supports my prediction. (laughs) But... (laughs) <laughs> I I just I think it's going to be a bittersweet not fairy tale ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's going to be a, a this is us twist coming and uh I am uh I'm pretty confident though they're going to they're going to stick the landing. So here's hoping and thanks again for all that you do. Thank you Tina. I'm I'm on the Madison might end it as well. I do not want Madison's heart broken. I do not want Kevin saying I can't go through with this, and I don't think he would. I think if someone were to pull out, it would be Madison as well. Oh. 
That's right, ladies and gents. Early hot take. Ooh, ooh. Early hot take. What's up, Scully? Mad- <laughs> Madison is going to call it off. Calling it off. She don't like it. She's out. You know who's going to show up? Cassidy. Your girl Cassidy is going to be there. You want to know why I know it's Cassidy? You want to know why I know? Why? It's a guarantee it's a Cassidy. Because we already heard from Zoe. Uh, the, the, The two other girls, the thing one and thing two from the first season, they're out. Doesn't matter. But we already heard from Zoe. We've already heard from we Sophie. We haven't seen the John Legend coffee lady. <laughs> <laughs> the married lady. The married lady. The, that would have been a great, that, that'd that be a good pull for like serious This Is Us nerds if they showed her looking at like, like the so, thing. Uh, ask my husband and he's actually okay <laughs> if um, you're DTF. So they showed Cassidy with the reaction and the reaction was one of like, oh, that's not great, Bob. That's not great. And I guarantee you, Cassidy shows up to this wedding. It's a guarantee. No. And it's a thing that Kevin does. No. Yep. I mean, it may not happen. Cassidy shows up at this wedding yep. uninvited. No, no, no. I think she's. In- I bet you she's invited. Because she's got to be with Uncle Nicky. I don't know. I'm telling you, she's invited. This is a small COVID wedding. She's invited because she's got vaccinated. They're going to th- they're gonna throw that vaxed in there. Vaxed and waxed. Va- she is vaxed that's and the, waxed. That's the package. Do you just want the vax or do they vax and wax? The first one's ten bucks. The, the second one's thirty. European wax centers around the country, <laughs> two for one. Um, yeah, Cassidy's showing up to the wedding. You won't even notice the pain from the shot by the time we're done with you. <laughs> <laughs> you think the shot's painful? Get out! Flip of over. Here. Yeah, flip. Over. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh man, that was good. That was good stuff. Like, All right, I'm so out on Cassidy. All right, uh, so yeah, I, I I think it's Cassidy, and they showed her, and she hasn't shown up yet. It's because she's gonna be at the wedding, and Kevin's gonna go with Cassidy. No, nope, all set. That's calling it right now. Done. I, I should already hit the bell. Should already hit the bell, but I'm not gonna because <sighs> I already hit the bell once today. Are right, you ready for the last one? Yeah, Let's I really am. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Gloria, your Hi. cousin from Boston. Yes. Oh, hold on. Your cousin from Boston. Um, I mean, Methuen. <laughs> and I give this episode a 4.5 lemonades. I kind of have two bads, but I'll get to that in a sec. Okay. My good was Rebecca saying the latter mm-hmm. when the model guy asked if they wanted him in boxers or nude. Yes. Too funny. That was really good. My first bad was teen Kevin being insensitive to Sophie's feelings on being on two different coasts, but he did make up for it. The second bad was the bachelor party itself. I mean, it didn't really seem that great or that Kevin was even having too much fun at all. Well, it doesn't look like he was having fun at all. I do wish Kevin said more about Madison than just being crazy about her. I mean, is that a real reason to get married? He should have said something about love, but I don't know. And my great was Nikki looking for Sally on the internet. And we did see Nikki wearing a wedding ring in the flash forward. Remember? That's right. So that's that's my thing. That's it. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks, Gloria. Really appreciate it. Yes, that is right. That is right. Nikki was wearing the wedding ring. So... Big deal there, I'm telling you. It's going to be Sally. All right, Mary, uh, let's talk about the rest of this episode for a little bit here. And I, I want to start it off with something right from the horse's mouth, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's this. 
Yes, there you go. I said booby uh, trap. Um, I, I wanted to start it off right from Isaac Aptaker, the the writer of this episode and co-showrunner of This Is Us. Uh, Isaac Aptaker says about Kevin, uh, he says, if he didn't feel anything for Sophie and if there was no hmm, threat is the wrong word, but if there was no pull there from talking to her, then he wouldn't really feel the need to delete Agreed. her number. Agreed. And if you fully trust yourself and you don't have an addictive personality and you're not a little worried about what having access to that person means, then there's no need to delete the number. Agreed. So I think it's another instance of Kevin trying really hard to do the right thing, but not fully trusting himself. And what's more, when pressed about why Sophie has changed her number in the first place, Isaac Aptaker says... Well, maybe she found just a really good data plan. Who knows? But it does certainly seem like there are some questions. Hmm. Marvin, what do you think about that? I'm, I'm like, what else? She changed her number. Do you think? Do you? Th- that means there's some drama. Okay, there's some drama issues. Why do people change phone numbers? They get stalkers. Maybe they want to get off the like, oh, maybe Sophie signed up for something stupid online and now she gets all the spam calls. <laughs> you know, spam calls that like find your numbers from your town. And she's like, that's it, man. I'm done. Yeah. I uh... Maybe she got a second line. That, <laughs> remember like when you were a kid and you got a second line no. in your house? Oh, yeah. For, like, oh, the yeah. oh, yeah. For the Internet. I mean, to me, she got a new phone number because something shady happened. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think uh, that I think something big is going to happen next episode, and I do think it's going to be Madison and Kevin related, obviously. And I I like how they um it was almost like this contrasting level here of. Kevin starts off not not uh, worried per se or unsure, but just like, how do you know? How do you know? And and then as the episode goes along, I think through the conversations with Miggy and Toby and everybody, he gets a little bit more confident. Yeah. Though at the end, when he starts reading his manifesto, his Jerry Maguire manifesto, you you wonder if he's questioning it a little bit. Um, But at the same time, uh, Madison is coming up that way. Like it seems like she's more on the level of everything's okay. And then as the episode progresses, especially by the end when she's watching that final video, that was tough. That is, that's because, not great. You know, I was seeing the manifesto and the reading and then the deleting of Sophie's number, which I've got some questions about that, that aspect, but he could also be reading it saying like, wow, I was so young. I was so young and so naive. Right. And you know, it is more of what Miguel says. Like people can write this together. I knew I wanted kids. This isn't your typical love story, but it doesn't mean that it's not going to be brilliant and beautiful and that we can, you know, have this beautiful life together. Um, so I don't have a problem with him reading it. I don't have a problem with digesting. I mean, everybody kind of needs to do that before they get married. This is a major, major commitment. He needs to sit down and do this, this self-awareness check mm-hmm. that I think is really healthy. Now, him deleting Sophie's number, did he just delete her old number? Yeah, that's what I thought. 
Like, did he change the contact when she called him? I didn't see him do that. Well, I mean, it could have happened off screen. And we all have like our phone call history. So did he go and delete that too? Well, unless he changed the contact so that that new number was the new number for Sophie and then he deleted it altogether. Yeah, but it would still be in his recent calls. Um, Not if he deletes it. Okay. Not if he deletes the contact. I, I don't think. Um, it's such, again, it's such a, an interesting thing that this show is doing. It's not making it a hundred percent clear. It's not black or white in, in this. The Madison thing is what threw me. Exactly. I did not anticipate that. I, I mean, I want to tell Madison, listen, honey, you get that go to go with your gut and you need to ask Kevin about this and have a good old conversation. Or you've got to not worry about nitpicking because a lot of guys and probably a lot of gals, lots of people, their brains just don't show what they're thinking on their face. And and that's the thing. Like, she reacts to that. <laughs> As I point to Blake. That, that the she, amount of times that I say, what's wrong? Did I do something upset you? And you're just having RBF. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Not false. Not false. Um the fact that he does react that way, like there is a slight almost hesitation or look of not shock, but just like, whoa, uh, like a slight moment of realization. Is that something that Madison should be worried about, you think, or no? I don't know. I mean, their courtship was not normal, right? Like their courtship honestly began when she told him she was pregnant. So really, I think he's just been seeing this as the family unit. Like the babies have always been part of the picture with him. The kids have always been part of the picture, part of the package deal when it comes to Madison. And I think that that is what she's starting to worry about potentially is like, does he love me for me or does he love me for this family that we've now created? Which, mind you, is a pretty uh, modern concept that you get to start thinking about. You think 100 years ago, 200 years ago, things like that. People really were just married for the family concept. But now we get to have this element of like, no, I want you to love me for me. So I don't think Kevin has had the time. I mean, think about it. He was in this movie, traveling back and forth, finding out he had twins, being there for Madison, moving in with her, planning a wedding, planning the engagement. I don't think he's honestly been able to have the time to realize this is like till death do us part. Yeah, like this is it. And yeah. you know, it's not that I don't think that he would stand by her. No, or or he would not stand by her rather. Yeah. Like but yeah, I, it's funny because he does feel that pull uh, especially as he relates to his dad through Miggy's lens where it's like, yes, this is how things are. And maybe you want it to be like your dad's love with Rebecca, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's something that it's just, you're writing it as you go, just the way that your mom and I did. And I know it's awkward. Yeah, it's weird. And it was weird for me too, but it's just a a thing that you, you write together. I think, you know, again, if somebody tells me, yeah, they don't get married. Like if I if I don't watch the finale and they tell me, yeah, they don't get married, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I understand that. I or if it. they tell me they get married, yeah, I, I believe that too. Because, yeah. and I, I love that This Is Us has done this to us as the viewers. In this way. In this way. Because there's, there, no one's like right. There's no, no 100% bad. right. And no one's 100% wrong. It's mm-hmm. just all gray. And that is why tying this movie, I mean, this episode into Jerry Maguire the movie which is you have so, to watch which tonight. you have to watch again 
it's such a great idea because everybody has their own opinion on it. Uh, and it is not a perfect storybook love. It is not a perfect uh, fairy tale thing. It, 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 the, Jerry Maguire is rash and he makes decisions and he writes the manifesto and he quits his job and he, and he falls in love with the kid. And, and all of these things happen. And it's not perfect. It's messy. I have a lot of friends who got pregnant and got together and ended up having like beautiful relationships. Sure. You know, like there's plenty of people. So it's not that it can't happen. It's just a different order and they get to write it themselves. And it's not your typical storybook love. Right. Miguel. Perfect. I um, Rachel Dido on Facebook said that uh, the number, Sophie's number, was the same number when she called oh, okay. from work. All right, there so. you go. All right, so yeah, that would be it. All right, Mary, personal question time for you. Oh, goodness. I'm laying this on her right now, so those of you who are listening or watching us on, on the social channel, she has no idea this is coming. No. Nope. And I don't think I've ever asked you this question oh, as man. you yawn. Thank you so much. It better not be deep. <laughs> it is going to be relatively <sighs> deep. I don't think I've ever asked you this question. Okay. You're going to ask me what my dream is for us when we grow up? No, not at all. Okay. How did you know you wanted to marry me, Mary? Ooh. How did you know? Because that this is a pertinent question to this episode. Okay. How? What was it about, I mean, I'm going to say me, but what was it about our relationship that you decided, okay, yeah, this is the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with, since this is us two? Okay. Okay. Wow. This is like really deep, and I might need like some extra time to okay, really. Okay. You want me to tell you mine episode. because I do know mine. Okay. So are you going to like analyze the fact that I'm hesitating right now, or taking uh, some time listen, to think? Are I'm you not going to say. Are no. you going to? I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say yes. Certainly not going to say no. <laughs> I think I'm part Pearson. The fact of the matter is, you can't think of this right off the jump. <laughs> are you asking for the moment? Are you asking what it a was about a like this? You're distracting. Uh, I'm asking you for when you knew. If it was a moment or a realization or if it was just the thing that you decided. If It, it doesn't have to be this I just big... knew that we could grow old together. I knew that we're not going to be that boring couple who has nothing to say, who looks like they hate each other. Yes. Like, I knew that we would be able to keep laughing. I knew you wanted a family. I mean, basically everything I put into the Match.com profile, you were. So I was like, that's, that's what I want. The algorithm worked that for that's, you. Yeah. Like, I, I think that that's what makes it weird is we met on Match.com, so I was just very specific about what I wanted. Yeah, but like, you know, there's a difference. Like, you, we could have been matched on Match.com, and we could have met up at the bar that we went to, and... It could have been a disaster. Yeah. Like, so, you know, what was it a, a, about me or our relationship that when you when you looked at it and, uh, and you said, yeah, I could do this. Yeah, this, this makes sense. I think that you, like, still wanted to protect me, even though I'm a very strong woman. Yes. I have a lot of people who I've dated who either, like, want to outshine me. I've dated a lot of performers and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, if anyone out there is dating, there can only be one queen bee in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you like would always still be there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you allowed me to be weak. You know, I'm a very strong, independent person who likes to take care of things herself, and I don't like to show signs of weakness, but, like, I felt comfortable being weak with you, mm-hmm. and I know that life's going to be crazy hard. Aww. 
Look at me. I'm like such a Debbie Downer. Like, there's going to be like, I don't know, pandemic. <laughs> we'll like have a pregnancy loss. Like, things are going to be so hard and then our parents are going to die. Like, it's true. Like, <laughs> life is hard. Life is hard. You know, like, I-, I always get nervous when people are like, oh, I'm engaged. But like, we fight. About, like, where to go to a restaurant. And I'm like, you fight about that? <laughs> you got a long way to go, buddy. Like, have you talked about finances yet? Like, ugh, I think, you know, I do. I think I just felt like, I don't know, you and I had some pretty good, big discussions. Yes. So. Eva Lee on Facebook says, nerds of a feather. <laughs> yes. I don't yes. know if I answered your question, Blake. Um, you did. You did. Um, I know that I answered it in like a very negative connotation type no, way. No, I but... don't think so. I, I think you answered it in a way that is uh, apropos to you. Like it makes sense for you. That's that's what you wanted. Because you are a strong, independent woman who... Like I know you'd be there for me in the good times. Yeah, of course. I know a lot of people could be there for me in the good times. Yeah. But who would be with me there in the bad times? Yep. And it's Absolutely. You. Uh, for me, hold on tight, Spider Monkey. Oh, hold on, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find it. Hold, where is it? Say it out loud. You just knew that I would be your Edward. Even <laughs> more of a Jacob girl. Oh goodness gracious, Team Jacob sucks. I'm out on Jacob. For me, Mary, if you're, if you are curious. Are you curious or should I sure, just, Blake. should we just, yeah. just share away, Blake, as I know that you're champing at the bit. Thank you for saying it correctly. I hate saying it correctly. Had I known that, it might've been a different outcome. <laughs> champing at the bit. If you don't want to hear it, it's fine. It's okay. No, I will. Okay. I will. I knew that I wanted to marry you and I knew it was, um, this is going to sound very cheesy to all you listeners and people who are watching us through the internet at, as of this second. Uh, I knew that I was I was madly in love with Mary the the moment that I met her. That was it. And the people say, "Oh, there's no such thing as love at first sight." They get a blombie. There's no such thing as love. Yes, there is. Yes, there absolutely is. And uh, I am uh, a living, breathing case of that. I fell in love with Mary the moment I saw that. Saw her showing up twenty minutes late to their first date. <laughs> That's true. You showed up late, hungry. I, I thought you hungry and and just. <laughs> waiting to just <laughs> 20 minutes late because I wouldn't pay $2 to park my car so I drove around for 20 minutes to find free parking <laughs> but that a girl. even though I fell in love with you the moment that I met you and uh, I and I knew that I wanted to be with you that wasn't when I realized that we were going to get married the moment I realized that we were going to be together forever and that's what I wanted was when I realized I wanted to be a better person I wanted to be a better person because of you. Not because it made me better or whatever. I could care less about that. But because I wanted to be better for Mary. I wanted to live my life in a manner that would make her proud. Uh, And for those of you who don't know, I don't have the best track record with relationships uh, prior to meeting Mary. Um, I didn't treat them with very much respect, uh, which is, you know, a flaw that I had. Um, Blake was a slut. (laughs) I wasn't a slut. Oh my God, that is not, that is not the case. Blake was a cheater. Yes. A double tipper. That did happen. Ew. I don't even know what that really means, but. Not a double dip, whatever. All I'm saying is (sighs) I also was so enthralled with the fact that I was totally and utterly in love with one person and I, and no one else mattered. Nothing. No one else. Nothing else. Mary was it. That was it for me. 
this late showing up hungry girl <laughs> drinking Guinness. Eight to ten Guinness getting schmammed. I didn't drink that. Yes, you did. I thought that because it was a Guinness, it would fill me up. <laughs> Just getting plastered on our first Blake. date. You did. You did. It's okay. Uh, so that that I thought I thought was a fun little exercise. Uh, for both you and I, and because well, I this, is, this is us too. You didn't fail. You did fine, Mary. Let's talk about some other characters, though, uh, because we are at 47 minutes. Um, Toby, are you over the Toby and Kate stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I need more Kate time. Kate listening to those responses, Kate sitting there and hearing Madison's response. Kate's got some depth, man. We need some Kate time. Yeah, especially how she... We need Kate to sit down with Kevin. Yeah, well... And to be like, so, twin talk. Yeah, because of the whole manifesto thing. Like, it was purposeful that, you know, that was in there, clearly. And Kate remembering back to the manifesto, obviously, during the newlywed video, you know, game. That was really well done. Agreed. It was sneaky good. Again, this whole episode, sneaky good. Sneaky, uh, sneaky. But how do I feel about Toby? Yeah. What else? What take do you think the- about the whole San Francisco thing? Him go, going and saying, yeah, you know, I'll take the job. He can take the job. Go for it. Yeah, but how, is he gonna, how are they going to do that? They live in California. <sighs> People do this all the time. People act like this is like a make or break. People have like weekends with families and they work from home. People work in the military and they don't see people for super long. Like this episode made it be like, oh my gosh, long distance cannot work. It can. Is it really stinking hard? Yes. Do I think that Toby and Kate will make it through a long distance relationship? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But is it like the worst thing in the world? I mean... He's not taking the job without asking Kate. He wants to be in the running for it. Sure, sure. So, oh my goodness, Candy here on Facebook says Mary had you at hello. Oh yes, just like that, a winner. Now that is a good Jerry Maguire reference. That is good stuff. Um, so yeah, like he could come home on the weekends. He can have an apartment in San Francisco. That, that's gonna or be they, hard though. They got two little kids. One of them is blind. Like it's. A, I agree. That's gonna. That's gonna. And she's got Maybe a job he as it telecommute. is. Telecommute. I don't oh, know. Man, that's gonna be hard. I'm not um, saying I would vote for it. Um, I'm just out on him. What do you think about? I know you said you love Uncle Nicky. I love Uncle Nicky too, especially in this episode. He is great. What you, I wouldn't say he's great. No, he was great I think in this he's episode. Fun to watch. Yeah, he he brings. But, I mean, the stuff with the 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 bald lemons and like <laughs> these lemon balls are great. Melon, <laughs> melon, whatever. Sure. Uh, yeah, you eat what, a lot stats of fruit. Nerds. Blake eats no fruit. I eat. I eat grapes and apples. That's it. <laughs> Get some watermelon in there too. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't even know that that was was other melons. So yes, yeah, sure. I knew there was other the cantaloupe lemons. and who carries balls of lemons, Blake. <laughs> Lemons are kind of balls shaped. No, they're not at all. It's more of a oval. Whatevs. Whatevs. They roll. It's a ball. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you were asking me about- This is the man you married, someone. Mary. I know. <laughs> Thanks, Match.com. She's rethinking this process. <laughs> they, sh- they need to add a Match.com. Does he need to know his shapes? <laughs> his basic three-dimensional shapes. Yes or no? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, what do you think about- um, you know, this good pairing of Rebecca and Beth, 
It's a great pairing. And the question I have for you is... Rebecca, Are we done with Nikki? Uh, yeah, well, if you want to talk about Nikki, let's keep no, going. I, I agree. I just love his moments. I love his puzzles. <laughs> you got room for my new jigsaw puzzle? And how dare he say no? Uh, like his plan was fly fishing. It's like, dude, no. Let him bring his puzzle. Dude, we're, not, we're not playing no jigsaw puzzle. I love when it starts raining. He goes, this is why you bring a puzzle. Amen. <laughs> yes. Um, do you think... You know, well, actually, Beth tells Rebecca, listen, if you want to know about New Orleans, you want to know about uh, Randall's birth mother, just ask him. Do you think we're going to get this next episode? I think we will get at the wedding, if it happens. Hey, let's get coffee sometime soon. You could tell me all about New Orleans. I don't think we're going to get the New Orleans conversation, but I think we're going to get that we're going to get there. Yep. Yep. I think. How awkward is that? Like, she was the mom who raised him, and he did all this journey to find more about his birth mother. Like, it's just his awkwardness for her. Plus, he hasn't told her about it, because he probably feels a little awkward about it. So, I don't think we're getting into the whole conversation. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, what did you think about the directing job from Milo Ventimiglia? Did anything stand out to you? Did anything jump at you? Um, I thought it was well done, but I don't... I mean, I'll be honest... We watched this, and then we watched The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> That's true. And The Handmaid's Tale episode was, like, really well-directed. Uh, so... Yes. So it's not that Milo did a bad job. I would say The, the Handmaid's Tale, because it's such a, uh, a... Cinematic show. Yeah, it's it's more flashy in nature. Yeah. I, I think what I will say... <laughs> what? Is that fair? Yeah, well, nothing jumps at you. With no, this episode. But it was a well done episode. I felt I felt all the feelings I was meant to feel. Yes. And I, I think that's part of the director's job, right? Yes. Like that's yes. his job is to I was present. elicit some kind of responses, especially with these not often used pairings. Beth and Rebecca mm-hmm. being one of them. Or even all the all the pairings of the women in one space and all the pairings of the men in another space. It felt more connected to me yes. than most uh, than than a lot of the this is episodes of late. Maybe it's because it's been so sporadic, but this felt more personal in nature, not just because of the writing, but because of how they all interacted, uh, especially with the bachelor party. I, I found I that I found that very real, very real. Agreed. Uh, very. Um, Relatable. Maybe it's because I'm a guy or whatever. I don't know. But I just, I thought that was very well shot. The way that they were all sitting around the fire, it, and wasn't just simple over the shoulder camera shots. It was, it was really well done. It was really well done. As were the paintings. Can we have a moment? The paintings of that man, whether his nipples were orange or not, so well done. When the heck did all these women take painting classes? <laughs> because like, did it, did he already have like a pre-sketched pencil and an outline? Like, this is the general proportions of my six pack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were all so good. I wished one of them did a crappy job. Uh, whose was it that did like not great, Bob? The thing one of them Kate's. had like a really big torso and head and like itty bitty legs kind of had the shape of the genie mm-hmm. from Aladdin um, but it still wasn't that bad like I wanted someone just to be like stick figure I'm gonna Picasso this yeah 
That's what I would have done. We're gonna go more of a cubist cubism approach. Maybe here. more Monet. Like I'll just add little splotches everywhere. Like this orange splotch is meant to be a nipple. Would you be painting a naked man with yeah. your sister-in-law and if my mother was alive, my, your mother-in-law? My mother, my mother would totally do it with you. She would have been all. She would have said, "Take those towels off. I don't need any of that." <laughs> But would would you be doing something like that? I mean, I've done nude drawing. Yeah, but you know, like with with the group of people that was associated with who you were going to be with. Yeah, whatevs. Okay, I would do it. All right. Uh, you got anything else to, to say about this episode? Martin? It's a, it's art, Blake. It's art. <sighs> you forget. I'm slash bohemian. Uh, yes, you are. Anything else you want to talk about this episode? Um, um I want a cabin really I, badly. I really do want a cabin as well. Like we don't. We, we need a cabin. We definitely do um, need a cabin. Let's see. I loved the blow us all away. Go mm-hmm. in there and do what you always do. Blow us all away. Um, oh, Mickey getting snacks. Like props for him. I'm going to go get some <laughs> snacks. I just need to do that. So the end. That's all I had written down. All right. Uh, are you ready to do some in or out? Yes. All right. Let's do Friends some. who are joining us live, you let us know if you're in or out as well. All right, one of the, might make sure you go to jointhenerdclan.com, of course. Uh, check out uh, everything that we offer there. Of course, one of the main pulls for jointhenerdclan.com is the After Dark Show. And the After Dark Show is something that we will be doing after this podcast we record it. So if you are watching us live right now, head over there, jointhenerdclan.com after we're done, and you'll get to watch the world famous, world famous, widely noted. I mean, we're, I heard it's up for a Pulitzer. I heard. I heard. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's going to win, but but it's the after dark show, and uh, you don't want to miss it. All right, let's do some interout, shall we? What's it going to be, McFly? Are you in or out? All right, Marvin, in or out on fishing gear? Totes in. Just bought both of our kids' fishing poles and waits to practice their casting this past weekend. In or out on, on me in fishing gear? Do I have to keep the boots on? Out, out, out. <laughs> <laughs> all right in or out i don't think you would like know to wash your fishing gear and you would just stink like no all out <laughs> in or out on painting in i'm kind of in on painting too i know we used to go to those paint and wine nights but i'm terrible at painting oh please terrible at painting. says okay for all of you who know how humble Blake is, the last time we went painting, there was a bachelorette party there, and they all came behind Blake. Oh my gosh, your painting's so good. Your painting's amazing. Oh, it's so great. To which Blake goes, oh my gosh, really? Would you like it? No, no, no. They asked to have it. And then he signed it. I did sign it. I gave it to them. They, I didn't say, oh, do you want my painting? <laughs> you know, like it was, oh, okay. You, you, you want yeah. it? All so right, here, here you go. when Blake says he stinks at painting, just know he's lying. All right. Uh, in or out on private jets? Um, In COVID times and not having to deal with other kind of stuff. Sure. If you have it, yeah, I'm in. By the way. When, I love how they just like put that in. Why did they need to say private jet? It's because Kevin is like super famous and he can afford. Do you know like it costs at least... What, at least twenty grand yes. for a private jet, so like, like to like go one way. Yes, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, 
I get it, I guess. Like, couldn't Kevin have just, maybe they just didn't want any layovers? That's possible. Very possible. I, I think I'm in on the idea of a private jet, but I also- If somebody else pays for it. But yeah, if definitely if somebody else pays for it. It's like a boat. Um, but I'm not sure if uh, the practicality of it, because, man, I, I'm worried about private jets. Those things are small. You don't know like what happens. Maybe they go down. I don't know. I just, and maybe it's just they're waiting for him. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I'm down. All right, in route because on- their wedding is back in L.A., so maybe he doesn't want to have to worry about connections. Layovers, connections or, yeah, yeah, sure. Where was the private jet when he had to get from t- Toronto or whatever? Vancouver, know. wherever he was. I don't know if you could fly during COVID on private jets internationally. That's true. Yeah. Uh, in route on melon balls. In. I'm out. I have a melon ball scooper. Score. I know it drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. I'm glad that that drives you crazy, Blake. <laughs> I'm glad that takes space in your brain. <laughs> you want to know why? Because the melon, melon balls, they never stick together. They get all mushy and gross. Ew, you're supposed to eat them that day. I know, but like, even still, they get mushy and gross. Melon does, Blake. Me- I know. Melon does over time, and as do all fruits. That's why I'm out on the melon ball. Oh my goodness. <laughs> in or out on jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> In. I'm in on jigsaw puzzles. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm I, like s- sneaky in, sneaky in on jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> in or out on bachelor and bachelorette parties. I'm in. I'm in on them too. I don't want the crazy ones though. I can't handle crazy. Can't do the it, like. I think I could do like one crazy one in my life. Like you give me a hangover party like once in my life, and I'd be okay. I don't think I've had a crazy one. Not. Since we've been together, no. Which I, I don't think anybody that you've met. I mean, generally, it's like let's go to a Broadway show. <laughs> no! Yeah, that's generally been mine. All right, in or out on the spiritual follow-up to Jerry Maguire, Vanilla Sky. I don't even think I've watched it ever. It's the Cameron Crowe movie. It's the, it was the big follow-up. Everyone was like, oh my God, Cameron Crowe directed Jerry Maguire. I hate when you say everyone. It was like a, it was a big deal when he, when he had Tom Cruise. I don't Cruise like and, Tom Cruise. I know, I'm just saying, but the movie Vanilla Sky, a great movie. I am no. in on Vanilla Sky. The only movie I liked him in was the Irish one with Nicole Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> Where they had to go claim land. Oh, What is man. it called? Oh, because I wanted to be a settler. Oh goodness gracious! I gotta, I gotta look that up. Hold on, give me, give me a hot second okay. here. Uh, Tom Cruise Irish movie. <laughs> Isn't that the movie they met? Yeah, uh, no, they met on uh, Days of Thunder. Okay, but they, this was the first movie they were together when they were married. Okay, it was uh, Far and Away. Yes. Far and Away was the movie. <laughs> I liked that one. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, a whopping fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, Mary. <laughs> I've got good choice in film. Tom Cruise's Irish accent was... In the, you know what that was? Not great, Bob. I didn't care about the Irish accent. Oh, man. All right. In or out on the movie Eyes Wide Shut. Never saw that. Oh, it's such a good movie. Uh, if this is going to be all Tom Cruise movies, I'm going to be failing. No. In or out on Renee Zellweger. Out. Why are you out on Renee Zellweger? I can't look at her the same way. Why not? She got all weird, man. <laughs> I can't recognize her. Uh, I never really liked her. Um, and this sounds, this is so tough when it's in like an actor. It's nothing against her personally. I just never liked her as an actress. I just never believe. I never believed her. 
I just was like, you're kind of annoying. Not even in like... Um, nope. Nothing, Blake. Bridget Jones' diary? Yeah, yeah. You annoy me. Hmm. I just feel like she's like a whiner in every role. How about me, myself, and Irene? I don't remember that That movie. was with Jim Carrey. He played the Rhode Island State Trooper know, with the double I know. personalities. I don't remember it. <laughs> that movie was so funny. No. <laughs> Didn't she get her mouth all work done? Yeah, she did. So why does Miguel say she's a beautiful mouth? That mouth isn't hers. I mean, now it is. It, that, it, did he like her it previous a, mouth? It's a weird it, statement. I, I will say that. And I, Well, Randall says just as much. He should have said like 90s mouth or now. Uh, yeah. Which mouth is beautiful? Or do you just like all of her mouths? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Let's move on from Renee Zellweger. All right. In or out on red velvet cake? Not my favorite. Yeah, I'm out on red velvet cake. I feel like red velvet cake should taste different. I feel like red velvet cake is the cake of pumpkin spice lattes. What do you mean? Like, it's been big and fatty. Like, not F-A-T-T-Y, but like a fad. Oh, a fad. Okay, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's the PSL. It's the PSL of cakes. Yeah, like you're cool if you get red velvet cake. Yeah, I feel like it should taste more... Stronger. Red. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, red has a flavor. What is velvet? (laughs) What am I supposed to taste? Clouds. (laughs) What is the red velvet taste? It's not cherry. Uh, It's weird. It's not definitely not cherry. And it ain't off, watermelon. The frosting is always like a white, like cream cheeses frosting, which I'm always down with. Oh. Give me that on top of Blech. carrot cake. Give nope. me it nope. on a cinnamon roll. But what is the base of red velvet? I want cake? nothing to do with cream cheese frosting. Golly, if I want cream cheese, I'm gonna have cream cheese. Don't mix cream cheese with the heavenly greatness of frosting. Continue. It's ridiculous. Oh, I'm glad we agree on cake. <laughs> All right, last one. Um, in or out on owning physical media like VHS or DVDs? Out. How can you be out on this? How? What do you mean, how? I mean exactly that. How? I've owned three in my life, personally. And one was a pirate porn. And one was E.T. I didn't know it was pirate porn. <laughs> I bought it at Blockbuster when you could just like buy stuff. And I thought it was like one of the Pirates of the Caribbean series or something. And someone had accidentally taken it out of like the adults only section and put it in the real section it was like 99 cents you know and blockbuster would do that it was like pirates with no pants or something oh goodness um but it was like very bad i didn't know what was going on i thought i was remember watching it i was like this acting's terrible what is that oh this is not (laughs) walk the plank is this a b-rated film Mm. Um, oh, you know, before we before we Blake go, is Mary, in on holding on to everything we oh, have an yeah. extensive, extensive DVD collection. One day for the Nerd Clan members, I will show you all uh, our entire collection of DVDs and Blu-rays. Uh, it's important to have physical media, and for that very reason, Mary, when you're stuck at the cabin and you need things to do, and it's raining, you you, you got to have physical media. When we have a cabin. I'll start, you know, picking up more movies. All right, fair enough. Um, what do you? What did you think, Mary? Before we let everybody go, what did you think about the uh, Re- Rebecca flashback with her and Miggy, and him him being like, "Well, you know, if 
you know, being with somebody is something that you're interested in. And like, there's this pause. He's trying to like delicately tell her like, you're the bomb, Rebecca. Yeah. What do you think about this? I thought it was perfect yeah. because I don't think she realized he was saying it to her. Maybe he didn't even realize it at that point. Sure. But he gave her just a beautiful compliment. And I think that it was a really wonderful friend conversation. Like, I think I'm ready now. I yeah. think that's beautiful. I think so too. Uh, and I, again, this is why this episode, sneaky good. Because it's sneaky putting things in there that are absolutely going to be a thing for next season. Yes. The, the Rebecca and M- Miggy relationship, the San Francisco job, the stuff with Sally, like all of these things. This is This is all just... This is all prep, baby. This is getting it ready. Getting your toolkit ready for season six. All right. Um, anything else, Mary? You've asked me that it's now twice, but no. Okay, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> you know what time it is, Mary? You know what time it is? Game time? Uh, no, definitely not game time. It's it's my... This might be my second favorite tradition of Mary and Blake Media. Okay. It's it. I know you know what it is, but I'm just going to... Uh, you know, I'm just going to let you bask in the glory. Oh, yeah. No, no. Let, just let this. Here it is. Let the countdown happen. Blake has been talking about this for a week. Guess when I get to play this week. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited, Mary. This is my, f- this is my second favorite tradition of Mary and Blake media history. The first one, of course, is being Whitney. I think that's my favorite one. You just sneak that in there every once in a while when you can. It's the best. The final countdown is what we play for every penultimate episode of television we cover. And this is just this is one of those things that you just need to play for every penultimate episode. You should probably be doing this for the penultimate chapter episodes when we do our book, book read-alongs. I think so. From now on. I think just so. To, just to get more of it, since it brings you so much joy. It's the best. Like, how can you not be f- cool with Europe? Like, how can you not be down with Europe? I don't know. Like, when you when you hear this, it should just it should just send shivers up your spine. It does, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, well, here it is. You know, let's let let it breathe. Anyone watching live wondering why I usually don't wear headphones, it's because I think Blake has some hearing issues and he blasts it so hard that I can hear all of the music perfectly <laughs> when my headphones are on the table. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the way to go. Particularly on episodes like this where he's super excited. Hey, you want some fun news, Mary? Anytime, yeah. Here's some fun news. They've been talking, there's been, I'm not going to say rumors, but there's been some rumblings. Rumblings of a This Is Us spinoff. Would you be interested in a This Is Us spinoff? Nope. Why would you not be okay with that? Hashtag who are they? <laughs> Hold on. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Um, I, I think I'd kind of be in. It depends. It depends. It depends on who's the showrunner. Who's going to be in this show? I don't know. Cassidy? Who I finally remembered her name for the first time. Uh, Malik? (laughs) That's true. Malik was not a big player this season. No. Not a big player. Malik's baby? Uh, Jack-Jack grown up? Oh, that's a good one. I like that idea. 
No, I'm all set. I like that idea. I'm I'm all set. If it doesn't have Jack and Rebecca, I'm out. Well, ladies and gents, uh, this is the penultimate episode of This Is Us. Next episode, coming next week at 10 p.m. next Tuesday, will be the finale. Drink your coffee. So get yourself ready, ladies and gents. I don't know if we're going to be live on Wednesday or Thursday. It, it depends on how things go, because that is kind of late for us. So we will we'll see. Um, but yeah, it is the penultimate. Tomorrow, next week will be the finale. Are you pumped? Are you excited about the finale, Mary? I'm ready. I think I'm ready, too. I'm kind of in on what shows have been doing lately, giving me low-key penultimate episodes. Letting the, letting the story speak for itself. Agreed. And allowing the finale to be what it's going to be. Yeah, I don't, normally, I'm, I want momentum and big blow-ups. I want things you to want some p- Game propel of Thrones me. action. But I think I've, 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 kind of, kind of, I've kind of aged with time here on this take. Like, it might be a take reversal. I'm not sure yet. I haven't okay. decided. It's it's take development that I'm in on this. Okay. So uh, that's it, ladies and gents. Go to MaryandBlake.com to check out all the great podcasts that we have coming out, including the MCU Diaries, which will be coming back when Loki premieres in early June. And of course, check out the Handmaid's Diaries. We're covering the Handmaid's Tale. Uh, I'm writing a blog series about that at MaryandBlake.com. And of course, the big one, the big announcement that we have is that we are having the Last Kingdom podcast, but I don't know when. That's it for now, though. My name's Mary. My name's Blake. This is us, too. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.